This is the Elevators Podcast. We discuss all things elevating your life, work, and relationships as you are building your business and yourself. Here is your host, yours truly, Dylan Buck. What's up? Welcome back to the Elevators Podcast. Uh, this week, we have the privilege of hearing from Jordan Capt. Uh, Jordan is the kind of guy that makes everyone around him want to be better. Uh, he is a phenomenal example of discipline and integrity. I love this guy. He's got a heart for serving people and multiplying value. His goals are massive, and I don't think that anybody that knows him <laughs> doubts his ability to attain them. He's an incredible husband to his amazing wife, Shantae, and an inspiring and very present father to his beautiful daughter, Copeland. Jordan is doing a phenomenal job multiplying his value here, and as a result, he is quickly pacing towards market director and will be past that very, very soon. This episode was delivered deliberately. It was a real treat sitting down with him. It always is. I love this guy to death. Here is Jordan Captain. Well, I'm sitting here with Jordan Capt, uh, business partner and uh, someone who's become a really, really great friend to me and Courtney, um, father of Copeland, husband to Shantae. Uh, they're an amazing family. And uh, back when we uh, kind of started thinking about doing the Ogmandino scrolls from the greatest salesman in the world, I asked Jordan to do the chapter on multiplying your value a hundredfold. And I did a poor job of communicating this to Jordan because he came up with this whole elaborate, beautiful um, part of what it means to actually multiply your value. And I was just, I should have explained that it was just reading the chapter. But when I listened to what he was talking about, I was like, man, people, people need to hear this. Um, this is well thought out. Jordan is someone who's built, built, built businesses in the past very successfully and uh, is really starting to build something special here. So I asked Jordan if you'd just come on and, and hang out and talk about this topic. So I'm really glad you're here, man. Thanks, man. Beautiful view, by Th the way. Doesn't Goodness suck. Gracious. Wow. <laughs> Love this place. Well, cool. Well, yeah. Um, thanks, Dylan. You know, this was the first success book I ever read. Mm. And uh, Same. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, a mentor of mine gave it to me when I was 17, and unfortunately, the book sat on a shelf for four years. Oh, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't until I actually turned 21, um, I actually had another mentor recommend it to me. Mm -hmm. And both are just world changers. So, yeah. Now, uh, thanks to you, we get to listen to all 10 scrolls in less than an hour. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to share a little bit on multiplying our value a hundredfold, you know, and... It's interesting to think about, but first off, you need to believe that you're valuable. And in my opinion, you need to know where your value comes from, which begs the question, what makes a person valuable? You know, mm -hmm. and uh, when someone says, oh, yeah, Dylan Buck, that's a high value individual. You know, I'm I'm always curious, you know, what what measuring stick, what metric are they Amazing. using? 
right? Oh, is it, is it your net worth? Is it your IQ, your talent, giftedness, how likable you are, how good you look, <laughs> the number of people that texted you happy birthday right. last year? Um, you know, is it the number of people you could call up right now and say, hey, I need help tomorrow at 1 p.m., middle of Kansas? <laughs> um, is your value tied to the number of people that show up, you know? Is it how well you make money, invest your money? Now, uh, based on some of those criteria I just mentioned, some people might be saying to themselves, sweet, I'm doing pretty good. I'm valuable. I'm, I'm a valuable individual. Right. Or they might be thinking, man, I'm just a nobody. Mm. You know, and to both of them, I'd say, unfortunately, your perspective is off. Mm-hmm. You know? what makes a person valuable. I, I wrestled with this for several years because I used to think that that's what made me valuable, mm-hmm. all those things. And I didn't realize I was so off target until several years ago, uh, 2017, I got the chance to meet Mr. John C. Maxwell for the first time. And he, he said to me, he said, Jordan, a person's value has so much more to do with what they give than what they possess or keep for themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see, a, a fountain's value is determined by the number of people it serves, not by how much it keeps for itself. Right. And uh, in every relationship, now, this is, this is important, but uh, in every relationship you and I have, Dylan, with another human being, however brief our interaction is, with that person, you and I will either be a fountain in that person's life or we'll be a drain. Right. You know, we're, we're either a plus or a minus. We are either making deposits into that person's life or we're making withdrawals from it. Right. That's a fact. And, um, you know, what's sad is, Honestly, and you can maybe share a little bit on this, but how long it took me to realize and consciously be aware of which side of the equation I was on mm-hmm. with people in my life. You know, I, I can tell you, I spent close to 19 years, I was an absolute freeloader in practically every relationship <laughs> I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the drain. I was the minus, the withdrawer, the, the vampire, the leech. <laughs> <laughs> And I really just had no idea the scale of adding value was tipped so far my direction. Right. I guess before we just casually brush over it, what was the uh, opportunity when you actually got to meet John Maxwell? We actually were in Denver this last week, got to, got to meet with him again. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Vegas, Thomas and Mac Arena, um, 2017, April. Um, got to meet him. He was signing books, had to have a brief conversation with him. And I don't know about you. I really don't love behaving like a fan when I get around an impact player. For sure. I mean, he says all the time, my name is John and I'm your friend. And while so many people were just so adamant about taking pictures with him and getting autographs, I, I really didn't care. Um, (laughs) I had questions that a friend would, would ask, you know? And so, um, but yeah, in those circumstances, you know, we've, we've actually had the fortune of meeting, um, four times. So, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. You walk into a room, you don't need to ask who the leader is. They're surrounded by people. Yeah. Why? Well, 
because these people are fountains, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but if you go to Europe, people gather around fountains. Yeah. They take pictures with fountains. They have picnics around them. Um, why? Well, fountains breathe life into people. And you're an excellent example of just a fountain in my life. But, um, you know, we go to our, our elevated Christmas parties and it's just like everybody's always around Dylan. Why? Well, he breathes life into people, you know. He helps people believe in themselves more than they can believe in themselves, you know, and no one ever says, oh yeah, you know, let's, let's, let's grab a picture next to this drain. (laughs) No one's ever said that, you know, and, um, you know, these people are valuable in my opinion, Dylan, you're valuable because you choose to serve others more than you choose to be served. And, uh, you always give more than you take. And, uh, Adding value, in my opinion, has much less to do with charisma. And it has way more to do with intentionality, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, these are, the, these are the two percenters, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, they wake up and they make the conscious choice in the morning to live for impact. Uh, they want to make an impact in this world, not just exist. Want to live a life of contribution, not just consumption. You know, uh, it's it's kind of funny, but uh, I really don't get bothered by much <laughs> of anything. Um, Shantae's always asking me, you know, when we're out in public or when we're driving on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> she's always like, "Doesn't that bother you?" And for people that know me uh, well, um, you know, I I really don't carry any judgment. Um, at least I, I really strive not to. I, I do have a shoulder, um, but I don't carry any, any judgment. But I, I do get really frustrated when I see so many people, so many fathers um, with so much potential that are just so content on making a living. And uh, none, none are really excited about making a difference. And, uh, you know, they go through life kind of in their own bubbles as long as they're taking care of their bills, their challenges, their struggles, uh, as long as they're doing what they love, as long as it fulfills them. As lo- if all that's taken care of, uh, they just kind of check out and watch football, right? you know. And uh, I, I get frustrated when that's where the sidewalk ends. You know, that's, that's where their vision ends, mm-hmm. you know. And I actually have a dear mentor. His name's Tim. Um, as you know, he, he used to work with Mother Teresa. Yeah. Um, he used to run an inner city ministry. They'd take care of about 88,000 kids a week. And uh, he said, you know, Jordan, if the life you and Shantae dream of costs you a million dollars a year, he said, geez, I, I really hope you're praying and working for $3 million. And I was like, Tim, that's, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> like, why? You know, and he's like, well... So you can give two million away, um, Jordan. No one ever says you had to keep it all, you know. And uh, yeah, you know, it's it's not really the dollar amount that matters uh, when it comes to adding value, <laughs> or as he would say, you know, it's not the value of your wealth; it's the wealth of your values. You know, do you do you have a heart, a mind, a character, a vision to serve and and add value to others 
Um, or are you just kind of content with making a living? Um, uh, one thing to bring a little clarity to, you said you don't really take anything personally or let things bother you and you try not to hold judgment, but I do have a shoulder. What do you mean by that? Yeah, you know, um, had a mentor in my life say, you know, Jordan, an unselfish person never gets offended because offense cannot be given. Can it take. must be taken. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I have a shoulder in the sense that people can lean on me or hopefully they can. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't carry any judgment. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell that's an active pursuit for you. You know, it's not like any of us. Naturally, we're all going to judge, judge both ourselves and judge others. And uh, it is not without, without a lot of intentionality and a lot of purpose that somebody actually gets rid of judgment in their lives. So good on you for, for making that happen and being consistent about it. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you know, uh, number two, um, you know, if you want to multiply your value a hundredfold, you need to be a person worth multiplying, in my opinion. You can't be a dud. You can't be a dead fish. Or my personal favorite, uh, the, the coffee shop philosopher with no intention of doing anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, zero times zero is zero. Zero times any number, even 100, is always going to be zero. And there's a lot of people who hold massive cords of responsibility in this world. And that's amazing. It's incredible. But the question I have for you and this person you admire is, are they a leader worth following? You know, are they worth multiplying? If, if we found out that there were two of them in this world, would it be a good thing or not? Right. You know, and, uh, yeah, how do we become a person worth multiplying? You know, I hear people ask, you know, I just, I just don't know where to start. Right. You know, it's, I I don't, I don't have influence. I don't have a self image. Um, who's going to want to multiply me, you know, and, um, I'd say it's, it's really simple. You need to get around leaders who are adding tremendous value to others. Uh, so much of it is caught than taught. Um, why? Because it's contagious and, uh, people tend to do what they see. There's a funny story of an old man. He had this mule that he wanted to enter into the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) (laughs) And of course the officials were like, no, you can't do that. These are, these are thoroughbreds. Uh, It'll, it'll get annihilated. And he didn't really seem to get discouraged by it. And so he kept pushing and kept trying to enter this mule. And finally, an official pulled him aside and asked him, like, what, why are you wanting to enter this mule into the Kentucky Derby? And he said, oh, well, I, I know he can't win. You know, there's, there's not a chance in, you know, where that, <laughs> that, that he can win. Right? He won't even come close. But I just, you know, I just thought if I could, if I could get him around some real good horses, some, some thoroughbreds. I think it might do them some good. (laughs) You know, and why did this man want to get his mule around some thoroughbreds? Well, because they weren't just good at what they do. Um, Now this is important in my opinion, but they were so good that people couldn't ignore them. Uh, They were, they were so good that, 
their impact that they were making, the value they were adding was getting people's attention. And uh, to become a person worth multiplying, I think it's best we start by planting ourselves in environments like Elevated, you know, where we can rub shoulders with the thoroughbreds. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to surround ourselves with, you know, people that have the hearts, the minds, the character, the vision, the values that will shape us into somebody, a person worth multiplying. Now, you know, um, I don't know if you've ever had somebody in your life, Dylan, that has added value to you in a way that's just unforgettable. Has anybody sure. come to mind? Yeah, a couple people. I'd, I'd imagine their vision, what they're wanting accomplished, is probably a little bit contagious as well. For sure. You know, and they're so intentional in the way they treat people. This is just a guess. You know, people will always buy into the messenger before they ever buy into their vision. Right. And uh, number three, you know, if you want to multiply your value a hundredfold, you need to realize that eventually you're going to need more than one person. Mm -hmm. You can't do it alone. Uh, one is not a hundred. And one, in my opinion, is just too small a number to do anything significant. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of phrases in this world. You hear them all the time. Oh, yeah, I'm a self-made man, <laughs> a self-made woman self-made millionaire and i'm just like man what a shame yeah nobody you're not accounting for anybody that added value to you and really <laughs> blazed the trail or you know you stood on their shoulders and um you know it's it's awesome that you're self-made but did you bring anyone with you right you know um and I understand, you know, anytime somebody sets off on a journey, they're kind of the lone wolf, the lone ranger, no influence, just going to make it all on my own. But uh, for me personally, I had to eventually come to grips that with the exception of one, there are 7.6 billion people on this planet that aren't me. <laughs> <laughs> and if I wanted to reach even a good chunk of them, I'm going to need to learn how to build relationships of trust with people. I'm going to need to collaborate, to team up, to join forces with people. The, the task is just too vast. It's, it's too arduous for any one person, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I might have to learn how to win friends and influence people <laughs> uh, instead of what I excelled in for so long, which was how to lose friends and alienate people, you right. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh yeah, you're going to need to partner with people, which brings me to number four. Um, if you really want to multiply your value a hundredfold, you need to understand the difference between adding value and multiplying your value. Now, this this is big. I'm going to roll up my sleeves here. <laughs> but uh, I remember in elementary school in the second or third grade, our teacher, we had these big numbers up on the wall, uh, almost wrapped all the way around the classroom numbered one through a hundred. And I remember her standing up there with her super long ruler walking around the classroom as we'd have to count, you know, one, two, three, four. And counting to a hundred seemed to take four really long time. ever. <laughs> you know, even if we counted by twos or threes, by the time we hit a hundred, I was ready for recess. You know, it was, it was, it was painful, <laughs> right? But uh, I remember, you know, one week we stopped doing addition and we started learning multiplication. And I remember being just amazed. My, my mind was opened 
to how quickly and how easily you could reach 100 using multiplication. You know, if you take the number five times four, that's 20 times five, you're at 100. Right. You know, three times seven times five is 105. And the light bulb went off for me, you know, when I really understood the value of multiplication and duplication. Because, you know, you look at making an impact in business or in relationships or in marriages or in life. And uh, if you want to take the long and painful road, use the hopscotch addition method. (laughs) You know, use the schoolyard addition method, which is all linear, right? But if, you know... If, if you want to do that, I would encourage you to just add value to followers, mm-hmm. you know, because when you add value to a follower, the impact stops with them. Right. You know, these, these people are reservoirs. They're not rivers. Um, the, the knot at the end of the rope, right? And uh, this is where the ripple effect typically stops if we're not intentional on who we're adding value to. But if you want to make you know, the graduation step from, you know, the linear game, adding value to followers um, and step into the multiplication game. Uh, This is all exponential. If you want to do that, add value to leaders. Because when you add value to a leader, if they're truly a leader, they will go out into the world and they will multiply that value to others. The key here is finding leaders, right? right? Because when you add value to leaders who then multiply that value to others, you are not just adding value. You are multiplying your value. That's multiplication. And it's fun to think about this, Dylan, but (laughs) if this one episode, if this one podcast reaches just 10 leaders today, I'm not talking followers, right? If it reaches 10 leaders and those leaders make the choice to pay it forward and add value to others, right? We've just multiplied our value a hundredfold right here on this podcast. Yeah. You know, and uh, one of my favorite lines from this book is in scroll number eight, when the author says, you know, one grain of wheat when multiplied a hundredfold will produce a hundred stocks, multiply these a hundredfold 10 times and they will feed all the cities of the earth. Am I not more than a grain, than a grain of wheat? Yeah. Right. So good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for all our farmers out there, I know you understand, you know, if you sow a grain of wheat and it takes root, you do not reap one wheat grain. No, you, you reap thousands, you know, and that's the same, you know, multiplication effect that happens when you add value to leaders, you know, when a leader is willing to take what you've poured into them and pour that value into others, you've got multiplication. And when you've got multiplication in an organization as a leader, you begin to realize that every action you perform has potential to touch thousands, which is crazy. You know, every time you're intentional 
with a leader, whether it's one-on-one or you encourage a leader or, you know, one of my friends, uh, he's a mentor of mine. His name's Hal. He says, once you become the perfect carrier of the virus, every leader you touch carries that virus, you know, and what's his last name? Golden. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great man. Waiting for you to say Hal Elrod. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Hal <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right on. And, uh, you know, the ripple effects of adding value to leaders is just massive. You know, you're one decision away from really, I mean, this one conversation could be the flap of the butterfly wing that creates a tsunami on the other side of the world. You never really know. Right. Uh, you did a great talk on blue and red stones and the ripple, right? And, uh, but again, you know, if that grain of wheat, if that person you're pouring into is not a leader, if they don't choose to pay it forward, each new generation will die out on the vine. And you'll find yourself coming back into the additional hopscotch circle <laughs> where nothing takes root and you're forced to replant a hundred new seeds each year just to reap the same harvest you got last year, you know? So creating a culture of adding value to leaders uh, who multiply that value to others is, is key. For sure. Now, Dylan, I'm going to get serious here for a minute, but uh, I know you and Courtney have a huge vision to grow a massive organization here at Elevated. Mm-hmm. It's apparent. So do Shantae and I, right. and I know we will. Yeah. But in every organization, there always seems to be that outer circle of followers and an inner circle, that core group of leaders. And as you know, in any organization, if the outer group of followers grows, we can expand and contract expand and contract month after month, year after year. But if that inner circle, if that core group of leaders itself does not grow, nothing really takes root. Right. We'll get stuck replanting and reaping the same results year after year for a very long time. Yeah. Replacing, churning, new faces come and go, but the organization overall will stay stagnant. So I personally don't believe the number of bodies in an organization is the best indicator of growth year over year. I I really don't. Uh, No, I, I believe it's the size of that inner circle, that group of leaders, that core group that are engaged in multiplying their value through raising other leaders. For sure. I believe that is a far better indication of growth in an organization. So multiplying your value a hundredfold, you know, that's the topic we're on, right? It's not just about getting a hundred bodies into your organization, but getting more leaders to join that core group, that inner circle that then go out into the world and make an impact. So if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're awake, I'm calling you out. (laughs) You will be held accountable for what you've heard 
these last few minutes. We need you in the inner circle. Amen. And, uh, you know, I've heard people tell me, Dylan, I don't know if you've ever ran into this. Uh, you get a little bit of naysayers, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I've heard people say, oh yeah, that's, that's cool, Jordan. But you know, you'll, you'll never get the majority, you know, you're, you're never really going to get the majority or, you know, come on, Jordan, you really think you're going to change the world, you know? And my response to that is, what do you think Dylan and I are just up in here wasting our time? <laughs> no, I know for a fact we're going to change the world. And I know we'll never be the majority in numbers, but we can and we will be the majority in influencers. And I'll take one lion or lioness over a hundred sheeple any day, you know. And, uh, you know, the great J. Paul Getty, uh, oil tycoon from Texas, yeah. um, you know, has some phenomenal books. But uh, he was the richest man in America in 1958. And he said, he's famous for this line. He said, I'd rather make 1% of what I help 100 other people make than 100% of what I make. In other words, he understood that multiplying his value a hundredfold by raising leaders was a far better return on his investment than trying to do everything on his own. And by helping people own and operate their own oil rigs, that was the industry he was in, he became the richest man in America in 1958. He understood that he could have anything he wanted in life if he just helped enough other people get what they want. Right. Right? Smart man. And, uh, you know, this is kind of where we get to the heart of this conversation, um, what I'm really passionate about. Um, what I love about building leaders and championship teams and companies is, Dylan, you and I get the distinct privilege of planting seeds in people. And you never really know which seeds will take root and which ones will just die on the vine and get scorched by the sun, right? But if they do take root, and if that seed was planted inside of a leader, watch out. Watch out. That seed will multiply itself not just a hundredfold, but a thousandfold and so on. And the ripple effect could very realistically reach all the cities of the earth. Um, you know, I find it interesting, Dylan, you, you cannot count how many seeds there are in an apple. Or excuse me, you can count how many seeds there are in an apple. But you can never count how many apples there are in a seed. You never really know. You know. I've also heard it said, after it was all said and done, after it was all over, no one raindrop ever felt responsible for the flood. You know. And uh, a good mentor of mine, again, Tim, he told me, he said, Jordan, be careful when you speak into a man or a woman's life. He said, be very careful because you're speaking to three generations. And uh, I'll, I'll end with this. 
you know, when it comes to adding value, multiplying value. Um, this is from John Maxwell. He said, uh, we help people when we see them as weak. We fix people when we see them as broken. But we serve people when we see them as valuable. And uh, when you live for self, you lose. But when you live for others, what you keep, you lose. And what you give, you keep. A wise man named Jesus said that. <laughs> and uh, Dylan, I know you've just added a tremendous amount of value to Shantanai's life. You and Courtney both, and Atlas. <laughs> and uh, what you do and teach with your life is pretty, pretty incredible. And uh, Shantae and I do cherish our friendship. I know we've only known each other about a year, but it uh, seems like it's, it's a lot longer than that. Yeah, so sure. uh, look forward to building leaders with you. Amen. Well, we love you guys immensely, and we really appreciate the, the value that you've brought to us. And, uh, I mean, in a lot of different senses. You're a phenomenal example as a father, a phenomenal example as a husband, and uh, I deeply, deeply appreciate you as a friend. So thanks for coming up. Thank you. This has been an Elevated Podcast production. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out our Instagram page at Elevated Financial. Like, share, and let us know what you want to hear more of.